AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about dating in Nashville. I mean, the crazy thing is Nashville's a big city. Nashville Metro has like a million people in it, but when you're dating, it feels like there's 20 people and everybody knows each other and everybody's everyone's ex. And it feels a lot like a small town. And I grew up in a small city. I mean, felt really, really like a small town. Um, I grew up in Portland, Maine and dating was weird there. I mean, anytime you're dating in high school, you're pulling from the same pool of people, you know? So it's just insane to me how much Nashville feels like that. So I wasn't single as an adult until 24 and that was weird (laughs) for sure (laughs) because all of my experience was as a high schooler and like, I mean, yeah, you like learn in high school and that's your first love and whatever, but like it's so different when you're in your 20s. And so online dating and dating apps weren't even like a thing when I was in high school. I mean, you had like eHarmony for like, you know, divorcees, but like you didn't have Bumble and Tinder and all of that stuff. I mean, we didn't even have Uber. I feel so old saying this, but wow. So at 24, like that was the first time I ever used a dating app. And I I don't think anything could have prepared me for that. Let's see. Okay. So my first time using Tinder was summer of 2018. I'd just gone through my breakup and I was like, let's meet somebody. And I have an affinity for musicians. So I met a guy in a band and we talked for a while before we went on a date, but like this was literally the first guy I talked to after my six year relationship. 
And um, we talked a little bit. We had a lot in common. He seemed super cool. We went on one date and like definitely like hit it off. I felt like it was a good time. And then we went on a second one and he ended up like freaking out and being like, I'm just, I'm just trying to get married one day and I feel like you can't even commit to anything and blah, 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 blah. I was like, dude, I told you I just stopped dating somebody after like six years. Like, what do you want from me? And it was, it was very intense. And, um, after that conversation, he literally like, he was putting his shoes on at my house and I was like, Oh, that's weird. And then he just walked out. Like he literally just left. And I was like, okay, Tinder, Tinder one, Kaylee zero. But I didn't realize that Tinder isn't just on Tinder that it actually like bleeds into your real life. And so it was during CMA fest of 2018 and I was on there and I, I like people can see you on there even if you don't match with them. So it's like, you're very like exposed and this table of guys yells, Oh my God, that's Kaylee from Tinder. <laughs> and like in my Tinder picture, I was wearing these black and white Beetlejuice pants I wear and like on this particular night I was wearing like checkered overalls. So I feel like I was giving off a similar vibe. So I was definitely not subtle. Um, just being on brand, you know, but I was so mortified and I'm like literally ducked into a corner at this bar in Nashville. And I'm like talking to my friends. I'm like, we have to leave. And they're like, Kaylee, that's just like how it works. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like that. This is how it works. And so I definitely, I think I was not tender much longer after that. I would use it when I was like in another city, but that was a not ideal. Also, the inspiration for this episode came from the fact that my roommates and I discovered something uncomfy the other day. We were all sitting on the couch and this guy's name came up and me and my roommate Savannah looked at each other and we're like, uh, wait, did you? And she's like, yeah, did you? And I was like, yeah. And we're like, oh my God. And then we started comparing notes and <laughs> um her and our other roommate had also you know uh shared a um uh had a had a common man in between them um also fun fact actually not so fun fact but the term eskimo is actually really really offensive and i found that out recently it was given to indigenous tribes um up in canada and it was about like it means eater of raw meat, which is like really rude. And anyways, so Eskimos is slur. So I found another way of saying Eskimo sisters and uh, that's completely um, not harmful. And it is lumberjack sisters because you shared the same piece of wood. So you're welcome. Uh, please use that instead of the offensive one. Um, <laughs> but that's me and my roommates. We found that out. So that's pretty hilarious. So there's this bar in Nashville called Red Door and it is where everybody goes I mean it's it's feels like cheers but for the music industry and I personally was like I'm not going to hook up with a guy that I met at Red Door because I don't want to have to see them because this is my bar so I try to like you know stay outside of that like go on the east side meet a guy whatever but um I obviously ended up breaking that rule because yeah, that's what you do um you break rules and it was miserable because okay so when this whole thing with this guy started he was really into me and I was not into him and we'd been friends for a while and when we like finally started hanging out like that I was like oh I'm super not into this and then 
I would run into him there and be like super awkward because like I cannot be normal around somebody that I've made out with. Like I'm not even saying anything else. Like I, if I've made out with them, I'm going to be fucking weird. And I don't know why or why I can't shake it at 26 years old, but it's just like, I just turn into like a, like a cartoon version of myself and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Let's be natural. And I'm just not. The interesting thing about a podcast is you can't see the body language I just did with that voice. So it's probably going to translate really weird anyway. (laughs) So I just get really uncomfortable when I saw him and you know, he'd, like come up and talk to me and I'd be like very just and then like a couple months later that was like in the summer and I think probably around October I realized that I think I was into him I was just like kind of you know low-key traumatized by my breakup and not ready to jump into that but I had this moment where I was like I think I might have messed up so I wrote a song called I think I might have messed up and then I texted him and was like Hey, uh, do you want to go on a date sometime? And he was like, um, yeah, for sure. And so we started hanging out and he ended up changing his mind. And then that was this whole freaking thing. And it was just super annoying. But then I had to run into him at red door and it was miserable for a completely different reason. And so I'd see him and I would like, you know, do the thing where I'm like looking over my shoulder every five seconds to see if he's there. And my friends are like, Hey, could you like maybe pay attention to the conversation? It was not cute just not a good look in general i was just very like yeah i will i will say it i was desperate i was i was being a fucking weirdo about it and all of my friends wanted to go to that bar for the most part and then i wanted to go to that bar and then i wanted to go to that bar so i could run into him because then we might go home together and like that happened a few times and that was just like dumb and red door became this booby trap and then there was you know also the the whole thing where like I would see another guy that I'd had a thing with there, but I'd be like trying to pay attention to this one. It was just like, not, it was, it was a mess. It was a total mess. So around the time, um, in summer of 2018, I had gone on a couple dates with this guy who, <laughs> these are all musicians, by the way, I feel like that's worth saying. Um, ugh. <laughs> so I had been, talking to this guy and he was like sort of in the process of ghosting like you just know when it's happening like I would always try to be like oh no like they're probably just busy they're probably blah, 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 blah. they're not like if a guy wants to talk to you he will and there's a difference between you expecting him to text you 24 7 and then when he doesn't you're weird about it like he doesn't need to do that but if you go 48 hours without talking to somebody that you've been like seeing then like mm, they're probably ghosting so me and a friend of mine decided to go out because I was like, I'm feeling really shitty about this whole guy situation and you just went through a breakup and I'm just like, let's just go out and, and get dressed up and like go flirt with guys. So we do that. And, uh, this was like a, like a third string friend, you know, like we knew each other pretty well, but like we didn't hang out a lot. So this is one of the first times we like hung out, hung out. And so we are, five Coronas in eating pizza. And I like said his name when I was talking about it. Like she'd known about the situation, but I never said his name. And then she was like, wait, was it? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, Oh yeah, I totally had a thing with him. And I was like, ah, and like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, 
she didn't still like him. We weren't competing for the same guy. So like, that's like a totally different thing, but it was just so uncomfy because I told her all of this stuff about it. And then come to find out, like, not only did she know him, but she like knew him in the biblical sense. (laughs) And, um, yeah, super not ideal. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to call an Uber, uh, cry on the way home and, uh, yeah, be more careful next time. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I mean, I cannot even tell you how many people I know that have like dated one of my friends and then dated another one and then I'm like weird about it and everybody's weird about it and eventually you just have to shake it because this is how Nashville is and 
I made a joke on Twitter a couple weeks ago where I was like, whoever invented the block artist function on Spotify definitely had as much of a problem with dating musicians as I do. Because like there was one time, there was one time I was at a coffee shop with my friend and we were both complaining about these guys. One of whom was the one that like my friend had like also had a thing with different friend. This is getting confusing. I wish I could like have come up with fake names for these people. Um, I, I, I got nothing. Anyways, you know who I'm talking about. This guy like comes on the radio while me and my friend are bitching about these two guys. And I was like, oh my God, fuck this, blah, 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 blah. And then the next song, the guy that she was complaining about came on and I was just like, this is stupid. This is absolutely insane. And I'm just like, and that's, that's Nashville. But yeah, there was a time I was a, uh, listen to the wild country playlist and I had to like skip three songs because they were like all guys I talked to and um uh, (laughs) you know I know that that's what happens when you date musicians and I um I will accept my fate but it doesn't mean I'm gonna like it you know I also feel like I've had a lot of friends who've dated each other like I said and recently I think because I've had a pretty limited group of people who I've been seeing during, you know, Corona. Like I have like my little quarantine pod. Almost everybody in my friend group got Corona really early on. So we can hang out safely. Moral of the story. That's all I'm trying to communicate. But we have a pretty small group of people. And like recently, everybody's lost their goddamn minds and all started hooking up within the friend group. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, what do I do? And like, one of my friends started seeing my like best guy friend. And I was like, here's the problem is if he's not telling you something like I love him enough that I would lie for him, but I love you enough that I can't lie to you. And like, you need to find this out about him on your own. But also if I withheld like background information that I knew, I feel like I'm a bad friend because like if, if you knew the things that I knew and I was seeing this guy, I'd fucking kill you if you didn't tell me. Thankfully, it all worked out. Like, they they communicated and I actually think they're really adorable. Um, But it was weird for a second there. It was really fucking weird. And then we have, you know, my current boyfriend, Sam. He's the best. But he has a thing for musicians, too. Um, He also is a musician. I mean, surprise, surprise. And he has plenty of, you know like girls he's had things with in this town. And so when we first started dating, like I felt like I was walking through a, like a booby trapped battlefield, like trying to be like, Oh, did, did you have a thing with that girl? Or like, do you have a thing with this girl? And like, sometimes it'd be no, sometimes it'd be yes. Sometimes it'd be like, and, um, not fun. (laughs) And like, I'm, I've talked about this on the jealousy episode and stuff too. And it's not like I'm like threatened or whatever, but if I can't act normal around somebody that I've made out with, I probably can't act normal around somebody that my boyfriend's made out with either. Like, it's just, I don't know. I I think it's probably partially because I didn't date until I was 24. And so like, I, I didn't have that like whole thing where you, you know, hook up with several people on your floor in college and then like it's just not a big deal and you can shake it off like I never had that so it's like still very weird to me never stopped me but uh definitely definitely has made me uncomfortable in bars and like I didn't have any friends that had dated Sam but I had some like acquaintances who had and it was just like 
awkward. And I don't think anybody's like cares. Like there's nobody actively out there, like trying to sabotage our, our relationship, but it doesn't make it any more fun. And we haven't even really gone out because we started dating, um, February of 2020. And so we only had like a month and a half to be out and around people. So I'm sure when things open back up, we'll have a whole nother, whole nother wave of this shit. But anyways, (laughs) I met Sam four times before I remembered him. And, uh, but like the time, like we actually like first, like hung out, like we wrote a song together and that was like December of 2019. And, you know, I thought we were friends. He thought I hated him, which is hilarious. I didn't at all. He just, I don't know where that came from, but I thought we were buds. And I was at Red Door with my roommate, Emma, and this was probably January. And she was like, oh my God, that's Sam Varga. Like, I think he's so cute. I see him on Instagram because she has such a thing for guys with long hair. And at that time he had really long hair. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm super close friends with him. Like I'll go introduce you. So I introduced him to Emma and he like clearly didn't pick up on the fact that I was trying to be like, hey, here's my super hot friend. Like you're like, you guys should talk. And like, thankfully he didn't because I mean, <laughs> wow, that would have been, I, cause I think that I really think him and I are just super meant for each other. So if he was like over at my house all the time, we probably would have figured out that we have this crazy chemistry, but he would have been dating my roommate. And all of a sudden we'd be an episode of friends and, uh, just not, not the vibe, but now it's like this really funny joke. And, um, (laughs) Emma's in an awesome relationship with a super cool guy. And we're like, yep, everything worked out exactly like it should have, but wow, it almost really went wrong. (laughs) I think that the reason for all of this is because Obviously the music in like Nashville itself is big, but the music industry is small and it's a town where like literally everybody has something in common and most times it's music. And, you know, when you're talking about the red door pool, you're talking about people who listen to the same kind of music and people who have similar jobs and obviously know the same people. And it's just a matter of time before, you know, somebody gets a crush on someone and, when I met Sam, I was like terrified because I was like, wait, he goes to Red Door just as much as I do. And I don't want to give up my bar. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this bar for myself. And I have a couple of songs about it that I was writing, but he was the first guy I ever let kiss me in that bar. And, um, uh, I think he'll probably be the last one. Not because I, because I think, I, yeah, you get it. Like, cause I really like him. really love him. He's great. Super fun. And, um, <laughs> but I don't kiss boys in my favorite bar. That was first for me. Nashville's a big city, but it's also a small town and the drama here is absolutely insane. It's kind of been nice to have a break from it in 2020, but I'm a little excited to, uh, to get back out there and just, you know, have a beer and see people. I'm excited for someone to step on my foot. That hasn't happened in so long. Like I'm, I'm excited to go to a show where it's so crowded that somebody steps on my foot or spills a beer on me. Like I will, I would take it. I would take it that when that starts happening, that's when we're going to know that things are back to normal when people are stepping on our feet and spilling beer on us. So can't wait. Hope you guys are all safe and well, and thank you so much for all the tweets about last week's episode. You're very awesome. My social media is linked in the description for this podcast. So if you want to follow me, shoot me a message, let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you guys want to hear me talk about, what guests you want me to have. I mean, 
you're the ones listening. I'm just talking. So I would like this to be an enjoyable experience for you. So you just let me know what you want to hear. Anyways, love you guys so much. My name is Kaylee Shore and this is Too Much to Say. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.